Table Reads, now part of the Rogue Intel Podcast Network. Hey everybody, this is Trevor and I'm here with Sean. Hi. And we're from Table Reads. Do you know what Table Reads is? You no. Probably, exactly. Even, I, I don't know what it is. Even Sean doesn't know what it is and he created it. Well, Sean, if you had to guess, which clearly you do, what do you think Table Reads is? I would think it's a show about a fat guy and a skinny guy reading some bad scripts that never got to be made into movies experience the worst hollywood has to offer with readings of the scripts you never wanted you know the thing i love about you sean ever since we were kids is you're always good at guessing you nailed it yay <laughs> yay table reads every tuesday right here on the rogue intel podcast network or visit tablereadspodcast.com Nerdcast with the highest honor, Gambara Irasai! Hello, my friends, and welcome to another awesome episode of the Powerful Nerdcast. I'm Corey, and joined with me, as always, is my cohort and master criminal in crime, Christian. Wow, Corey, I never uh, wanted to be introduced as a criminal, but I'll take it. Hello, you, internet. That's just the way you do things, man. All right, Fucking well... Smacking got, old ladies for their purses and shit. That's right, gangster. That's right, anti-superhero. Take the fucking purses from the weak ladies. <laughs> Guys, we got a great show for you today because we have so many things to talk about in barely any time, so we're just going to go ahead and jump right in. I think last week was just another one of those weeks where it was like, you know what, fuck it. Let's give everybody every trailer they could possibly want. We had Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. We had Thor Ragnarok, which... Honestly, I think has me more excited for any Thor movie that I've ever seen. Hands and down, for sure. Definitely. We got the uh, the big release of Star Wars Battlefront 2, and literally Boring. in the last like hour, we just got some brand new information about a brand new character from Dragon Ball Super, one that a lot of fans have been very anxious to see, and that is this female Saiyan, a female Super Saiyan, if you will. But a before we get to that... Super Saiyan, if th you will. That's right. So... Let's just go but ahead. Before and we get to that, Corey. Yeah, before we get to that, <laughs> and then before we get to that other stuff, and before we make it to that, uh, we've been traveling a lot. We just got back from Philadelphia, and uh, I highly recommend checking out the city. It's really beautiful. It was beautiful. great. We got to see the Facebook killers get shot. It was very <laughs> it beautiful. Was, it was crazy. <laughs> Talk about topical. Isn't that fucked up that like we were in that city when that shit was going down? I know. And if you're not, if you're not caught up with the Facebook killers, this guy, uh, by the way, who's an asshole who shot a dude while Facebook living it, which is just the most fucked up. I wonder how many likes he got. <laughs> you know what? I shouldn't say I feel bad for laughing. I totally just laughed at that. Uh, no, it's a fucked up situation. It's just one of those many stories you hear about every single week. And uh, it was just, it was weird. You know, we just we flew out there for just uh, literally a day, like a day and a half. And it just so happened to be during that time period. So... We should consider ourselves lucky we didn't run into this fucker while trying to get a damn cheesecake. Cheesecake? Cheesecake. Cheapskate. Cheesecake. But yeah, that was really crazy that was going down. But luckily it didn't hamper our uh, enjoyment of Philadelphia. Yeah, which... yeah. Let's just really take it back to the real trip. We walked around Philadelphia, which is, by the way, a beautiful city. If you've never walked around it, it's something about northern cities is us guys from uh, Atlanta. Our city is actually very... I want to say it's small, but like the buildings are smaller and the, the, the way the city is designed feels newer compared mm -hmm. to like Philadelphia, which has history and everything sort of laid out in a grid like New York. And it just sort of feels like there's a lot more history there compared to like Atlanta. Yeah, maybe it's because we grew up here and we're just so used to seeing the same city over and over again. But like, you know, we just got back from New Orleans, then we went to Philadelphia, and it's just got all of this amazing old school tar architecture, which is completely ruined by giant banners of wanting to join the NFL with the NFL draft. But <sighs> whatever, Th that didn't really hamper our uh, enjoyment of the city. Uh, it totally lived up to the, uh, the grand title of the city of brotherly love. Everyone was really nice. Uh, we ran into this one dude on the street who was walking around with, I'm guessing, was his little brother, and he was totally doing some sort of crazy drugs. But the nicest guy in the world, and he pointed us, of course, to some uh, classic restaurants. And since we were in Philadelphia, we had to go to uh, Gino and Pat's, which is like the most famous cheesesteak places in the city, but probably not the best. I mean, it's like the best 
like fast food, get your food immediately type of place. And, and we when they mean immediately, they mean like as soon as you pay, they hand you the cheesesteak. And yeah. it's not that it's been sitting around. It's just all the ingredients separately are ready to go. Yeah. So whenever it's time, they just like whip that thing together and hand it to you. And my favorite was Pat's. Gino's was all right. Yeah, Gino's was okay. This is our endorsement for Pat's King of Steaks. They were pretty fucking good. Um, like I said, it's it's nothing mind blowing, but like if you want like a good quick sandwich and you happen to be in that part of town, go to Pat's. They they have a really good cheesesteak. Both of them were good. Yeah. Just one was better in yeah. our opinion. But yeah, and then the other thing that I thought was funny, we were talking to that dude and he was telling us all about all the different. Uh, you know, I really think that was his son. I'm gonna it might have been his son. I think that dude. He's like talking to all of us because when he rolled up. On a corner with a bunch of cameras, people always want to talk to you. Like, hey, what are you doing? What man? are you filming? What are you doing? They don't have southern accents in Philadelphia. And no, they don't, but <laughs> they do in Georgia when we have to talk to people. And so there he was, and he's like, he's just like smoking a cigarette, and then halfway through, he's like, I'm going to start smoking this J. Do you guys mind? I'm like, no. <laughs> what the hell did he pull out? It was like this like little clear vial. Well, I think it's sealed, so for the smell. But like, yeah. there we are hanging out. Yeah, you know, just taking my kid out in the stroller and smoking some drugs. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Whoa, this dude is insane. You know, his so, son is second-handing. He's hungry as shit. Yeah, he's like, Dad, I want some Fruity Pebbles. He's like, shut up. <laughs> I'm bad parenting over here. We ran into that guy like three times throughout the day, too. Like, he was funny, he was just sort of randomly going around the city. But, I mean, you know, just exploring. And that's the thing. That's what I liked about Philadelphia. You could just walk around and just look at the sites and people watch and look at the amazing architecture and buildings. Uh, it, it's definitely worth checking out just for that. Absolutely. Philadelphia, highly recommend it. It was fun. We also were there for something we have not talked about really yet. We're doing a giant documentary that's supposed to be six episodes long. It's called The After Hours Club, and it's pretty much exploring death culture in the United States. So you get everything from like voodoo to Buddhist monks to people that work in a morgue to people that are emergency response workers to... People what, who run like funeral homes. People who run like, funeral it, homes. It covers every single aspect. You know, the scientific stuff, uh, the, the dark side, the light side, all that Star the Wars magical bullshit. side. Yeah, like you seriously, know. it really like we talked to vampires and shit. We talked to uh, expert in vampire literature, which I think that title is self-dubbed. I don't think anyone gave him that. <laughs> <laughs> but he did write a lot of books on vampires, and he has the largest vampire book selection I've ever seen. Um, so No Twilight Insight. Yeah, we <laughs> like. What's your favorite vampire? More of a more of a Twilight vampire or uh, or Dracula? Yeah, he didn't hesitate. Yeah, he's like Dracula, bitches. <laughs> yeah, Dracula. What the fuck's wrong with you guys? Yeah. So, <laughs> and anyway, the point is, we are doing a giant documentary. One of the reasons we've been traveling so much, and uh, I feel like we're one third through, maybe halfway through. Who knows? Maybe it's it's hard to tell. We keep booking new interviews and new places that we're going to be going to. I mean, next week we're going to Phoenix and. Uh, uh, New Mexico, Albuquerque, to uh, to be exact. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be really cool. And that's what I've loved about this trip is that it's taken us to places uh, that I've never been before. Um, you know, Philadelphia, that's the farthest north that I've ever been, or northeast. Yeah, that's cool. I've been to can Canada. I was going to say can Canada um, a few times, but I was really young. So it was kind of cool. I've never been to any of these other cities. Mm -hmm. And Philadelphia is a cool city. It's yeah. fun. Um also, we didn't really explore the nightlife of Philadelphia, so I can't tell you anything about Not that. Not too much. Like, there, you know, we were only there for, like, a night. One night. You know, that was it. And, and we One basically, you know, me and a couple guys on the team, we went down and had a couple drinks. Uh, and then we all went out and had cheesesteak. You know, that was basically it. We had to be up the next morning, though. We had uh, other stuff that we had to cover. Uh, you know, we wanted to look at the Liberty Bell, which, you know, I recommend seeing the Liberty Bell. But, like, man, the line to get into that fucker is ridiculous. I mean, we basically... We, we kind of cheated, like, there's this little area towards the end where you can kind of, like, look through the glass, so if you want to, like, window shop the Liberty Bell, there it is, but it's just, it's awkward, because you got this tour guide who's in there, and he's sitting there giving, like, this whole big spiel about the Liberty Bell, and we're sitting there with, like, our faces planted against the glass, like, there it is, we saw it! We saw it for free, bitch! You ain't getting my money! <laughs> you know, put that damn cell phone up against there and click, you got your picture, boom, saw the Liberty Bell. Um, but yeah, it, it was at least cool to see that. But like I said, it makes up for it for all the amazing architecture and everything and just the overall culture of the city. Fucking Chinatown or the Asian district of the town. That was really cool. Uh, we actually, we ate at this little hole in the wall restaurant. We That's some, the way you uh, do Chinese food. Yeah. Cause authentic places don't have million dollar restaurants. Hell no. They have little tiny restaurants. Yeah. We ate at this like awesome little place and we basically just got like a bunch of appetizers. We had like scallion pancakes in these fucking kick ass 
pork dumplings. Uh, we also had those little, uh, I think it was like crab or what was it, shrimp and, and pork dumplings? The crab and shrimp pork dumpling. Yeah, those were good. And then we uh, we decided to top off the meal, the, the cherry on top of this Sunday, If you will. With this shit called spicy beef tendon, which I don't know if you've ever had before, but don't. It's it's like, <laughs> God, this shit was nasty. And I, I, I knew it was good because I, I, I knew I wanted to try it because there's this YouTube channel that I cannot remember, but it's this Asian guy, and he, all he does is go to do food reviews. And it's not well done, by the way. This YouTube channel is not high production it's like if you took a video camera with your friend and he held it and you just ate food and talked to the camera but he always eats those weird extreme asian foods as well as like he goes to japan and has kobe beef and you know he does all this crazy stuff and he had this ramen dish and he said "Ooh, i love this part it's the beef tendon and it was this thinly sliced thing. And I was like, I don't know what that is. But if I ever get a chance to eat beef tendon, I'm going to try it. Because this dude said he liked it. And I've always liked his opinion on food. So when I saw you could have an appetizer of beef tendon, I was like, I have to jump on this. I borderline probably lied to you guys instead of had it all the time. It's great. And <laughs> I mean, we were we were excited. We were like, man, Christian, he, he knows his fucking beef tendon. This shit's going to be delicious. And like I, I, I said. I love your description of it. How, do you, how would you describe what it tasted like? Oh, God. Well, it comes out to the table and it looks pretty normal. It basically almost looks like like shaved beef with like all of this like red spicy stuff on yeah. it. And when you pick it up with your fork, that's your first warning because you're like, "Fuck, you can't even get it." It's like it's like it fights your fork. Like it's it's, it's like bouncy and no, it's it's like that scene in Family Guy where Peter's desperately trying to get the dead bullfrog out the window. Just getting that fucker to your plate is just an absolute nightmare. You finally get it there. Then your first step is okay. Well, I don't want to stick this whole thing in my mouth. I'm going to cut it in half. That's really difficult, and you're like, okay, the the first struggle is done. This, it's going to be easy from here, easy street. And then you put that thing in your mouth, and you're like, what the fuck is this cellophane, plasticky, Vaseline cookie, Vaseline cookie with, like, red spicy paste on the outside? And we're just sitting there, like, we're, we all took a bite, like, at the same time, and you could just see the collective fear on all of our faces. And the thing is, we're sitting right next to the owners. They are right behind us, and, you know, they're constantly walking over. How is everything? Everything's great. This is my family recipe that my grandmother's grandmother's grandmother taught me, and I know it's amazing, and you guys are loving it, and we're just sitting there, yeah, it's good. <laughs> and they're in the back laughing, these fucking white people. <laughs> Not even we order that. And uh, the first the first one I went through, like, I couldn't finish it. I, I had to spit it into my napkin. I was like, that is fucking gross. No matter how you cut it, it's just nasty. You managed to make it through a good couple of pieces, and then I had one more small piece that I did manage to swallow. But I couldn't chew that thing to save my life. Like, I, I chewed and chewed and chewed. And I got it broken down a little bit, but there was, like, no semblance of turning that thing into any, like, sort of, like, paste. It was just, like, eating plastic. It just, ugh. And it was cold. It was... Why is that a thing? Asian cultures love to serve meat cold. Like, cold meat salads, cold meat... The only time meat should be cold is if you're putting it on a sandwich. It's a cold cut. No, no. Like, they love weird cuts of meat cold. Because they don't want anything getting in the way of the texture of the meat yeah no heat no breaking it down they say fuck all that heat and cooking shit like you're gonna have it raw and you're gonna know what that tastes like what what did we have years ago when we went to this like korean uh karaoke bar we, we went through this like weird phase where we went to these korean karaoke bars uh near my house and we, we, ordered we liked this, anime like, and we thought it was cool to go to korean karaoke just like fuck it they, they, they eat that shit there uh, you know, actually, if it wasn't for Naruto, I would have never gone to a Korean barbecue place. But that's a story for another day. We, we had, I think it was snails. I think it was like cold snails or something like that. I don't remember this. I'm going to be honest. I can't. I can't. And it was, was kind of similar. The thing with snails, though, is at least they have like a good flavor to them. Well, I think escargot, the French way of preparing snails, is amazing because they literally are drowning in butter. Yeah, I mean escargot's pretty damn good. <laughs> like, I like it. That's not bad, but I, I don't know what those were. You know, if you like clams, if you like oysters, you know, you're, you're going to like well cooked. Uh, escargot. Snails. Yeah. yeah. You know, they're, they're they're good shit. But I think the point you're getting at is these sucked. Yeah. At the Korean karaoke place? Yeah. They weren't good? No, they weren't very good. That was another one of those, like, grimace through the meal kind of things. But they were at least better than this fucking shit. So <laughs> The Vaseline cookies. Yeah. <laughs> if you just, I don't know. If you're an adventurous eater, give it a try. But, like, if, if you just know you're not going to like it, I don't recommend the beef tendon. <laughs> just, it, it had to be the last thing that we ate. 
it was just like shit why did we have that we should have had that first and everything else would have been just this the amazing. pork dumplings were yeah, great god those pork dumplings were immaculate man they were great so soft and perfect the the, the, the pork on the inside was perfectly cooked like I, I want like another 20 of those damn things and they were stuffed like sometimes you cut a pork dumpling in half and it's like it's like a lot of air and a little yeah. bit of meat in the they center. They try to like fuck you over with that like shit. Mostly you know? bread. But like that was like 75% pork. So that was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I really wish we could have gone to the Hot Pot restaurant because I am a huge fan of Hot Pots. Yeah, I, I've never had Hot Pot before. Dude, it is so good. I'm it sure we can find one shit, here. Though. I'm sure we can find one yeah, in Yeah, I mean, dude, uh, you know, in my neighborhood, there's like a huge like Asian population, mostly Korean. A lot of really great restaurants. Um, but there's definitely a Hot Pot uh, place near me. Um, which that's all they do is just hot pot. You know, they bring the whole thing to your table and then you can get like the spicy kind that looks like the fucking devil's dick. Like it's so red. Yeah. And pretty much what a hot pot is, is you just throw random meat into this boiling vat of, uh, you know, beef broth or whatever it is. It's, mm-hmm. I call it stew. Um, what's the uh, thing where you dip the stuff in cheese? It's like fondue. Yeah. It's like stew fondue. Yeah. So you get this pot of stuff and then you get accessories and you like throw them in and it's like fondue, but with like soup. Yeah. But it's really good. Really good. It'll just it'll make you shit lava by the time you're But done the with other it. thing that's really cool about it is the more the longer you stay at a hot pot and cook with it, the better the broth gets. Doesn't it get like more intense? Yeah, it gets more intense. It cooks down and the more random things you add to it, like sometimes you'll lose a hot dog in there, so it'll slowly get hot dog flavored. You know, like <laughs> you just sort of the stuff you throw in it makes it more flavorful. Yeah. Uh I'm saying hot dogs, but they actually have an Asian version of that processed meat yeah. that's much different. But it is good. They and got I, their very own sausage. They got their very own. Everyone's got a sausage. Oh. You know, they got one too. Uh, I got a sausage. So, anywho, let's go ahead and move on from Philadelphia because we could spend honestly. The, it's not the powerful travel cast. Yeah, we, we we could talk about that forever, but um, we have a lot of big things to discuss. First and foremost, Christian, go ahead and uh, head over to Saiyan Island, which is kind of like our uh, hub for all things news related to like Dragon Ball and oh, action okay. anime and everything. They just revealed some uh, brand new information about another new character who's going to be appearing in Dragon Ball Super. Uh, one that, that people have been speculating about for months, and this is our very first real good look at the character. And that's this female Saiyan who is going to become a Super Saiyan, resembles Broly a lot. And uh, this is our first look at the character, and they don't reveal too much outside of what she looks like, but they're hinting at the fact that she could be from either Universe 6, and for some odd reason, they're also translating that she could potentially be from Universe 7. What that means is we could have another surviving Saiyan from the same universe as Goku. And if that's the case... How the fuck did that happen? And how are they going to make that interesting outside of the fact that this is just a Saiyan who escaped before Frieza destroyed the planet? I don't know. If you look at the Boo thing, Boo got reincarnated in Oob, and they've also said that Oob's a character. They've confirmed him in the universe. He's canon. Um, Maybe this is a reincarnation of Broly. It is very... But that would have to... You'd have to insinuate that Broly existed within the storyline of Dragon Ball. And if the movies have taught us anything, they, they don't really fit in, like, the main timeline of the series, or they're kind of like their very own thing. Or, may, me, or maybe this is I'll a be honest, the movies to me are just rehashes of storylines we've already heard. Oh, pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, for the most part. Like, you know, Boo is... Uh, Janemba. Janemba, yeah. and blah, blah, blah. You yeah. know, it's the same thing, backwards mm-hmm. and forwards. So, yeah, you know. So, uh... Who knows? Let's see how this plays out. I actually mm-hmm. think her not-transformed art style looks like shit. Really, you don't it look, like it? It looks what, very simple. Way, way too simple, too skinny. Maybe yeah. just, just uh, too simple. The hair looks cool. I don't know. I just, I love the super spiky hair. It is very Broly esque, even before the Super Saiyan transformation. Like the, the the bangs in the front and just how spiky it is overall. I do agree that the design is simple, but I think that's one of the things about Dragon Balls how they can take a really simple character design and have a lot of fun with it. I mean, r- really, how many characters in Dragon Ball are really that elaborate? I mean, Goku's just a dude in, a, in an orange gi. I would say all the gods of destruction are... The gods and the angels yeah, are sort I guess of... the gods of destruction, considering that some of them are like, you know... Robots. Anthropomorphic animals and robots, which they confirmed in that one episode that robot does actually like... He, when he speaks, it sounds like this like weird garbled like computer voice, and he has to have his angel actually translate for him. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I thought that was actually kind of interesting. The angels have unlimited powers, don't they? 
Uh, as f- we, we don't really know the full extent of their power. We know that in order for them to actually like exist and have a function, there needs to be a god of destruction. But from what we've seen so far, they seem to be capable of just about anything. I mean, like they break the rules. They can yeah. just like they they're just the most po- like you've never seen a scenario where an angel is not the most powerful being in the mm-hmm. uh, in the universe. I think it would be a disappointment if we never got to see one of the angels have like a legitimate fight. But there's not. They're also not programmed to care. Yeah, and I mean, just there's still so much more about them. We don't know, like, the relationship with their father, why they get such special treatment, why, even though this big tournament's about to happen, they're going to be exempt from being destroyed. Yeah. Um, maybe that is because of their father, who happens to be like the, the right hand man of the Zenos. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the Zenos. Yeah, the two Zenos. We always have to remind ourselves that there are two of them, and we can thank the Future Trunks arc for making that a reality. Um, but going back again, uh, one one of the more interesting theories I've heard recently when you brought up Oob again, um, I don't know if you saw the most recent episode, or at least I know that you saw the action scene with uh, Android 17 fighting I watched against the whole Goku. Thing. Yeah. You did see it? Yeah. Okay. Um, so you know that Android 17 has a family. And yeah. he has a couple of kids and everything. Some people have actually theorized that one of his children is actually Oob. That would be cool. That would be really interesting right there. That would completely change just about everything. Because there was that scene where they're just hanging out, you know, just 17 and Goku. And he shows him his phone with a picture of his family. And they don't let us see it. And why are they keeping that so secret? Either because they are going to drop a bombshell or maybe it's a character in the series that we've seen and maybe not seen in a long time who's actually formed a relationship with 17 it's it's hard to say i mean there's only so many other characters uh who are really important like in dragon ball like some people have said like do you remember the character of uh of launch or lunch as she's known yeah i remember that the chick when she sneezes she has like a split personality yeah, yeah. um i don't think that's a possibility but only because she was always so obsessed with tn which Leads me to believe when we eventually do get back to TN in the series, we might actually see the return of her character, which I think would be really damned awesome. Um, but yeah, what, what did you think of the, and, and be honest, uh, what did you think of Goku versus 17 and the fact that 17 was able to go basically toe to toe with Super Saiyan Blue? Bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. Not happy about it. Huh? I didn't say I wasn't happy about it. It's just, it's bullshit, man. I mean,. There isn't supposed to be a thing. They are just pulling shit out of their ass. The powers that Goku and Vegeta have are supposed to be insane. They're supposed to be off the fucking chart. You're telling me Android any Android 17 at any point could have just jumped in with the battle with Goku and uh, Beerus when that first stall started and, and been more powerful than Goku and fought off Beerus? Mm-hmm. Bullshit. That's plot convenience because they need another powerful character and just needs to be from the same planet. And uh, where is Wiss and 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 uh, uh, the God of Destruction on this? Like, why aren't they helping find people? You know, <laughs> what I've gathered from this is that Beerus has sort of realized, like, oh, fuck, we're, we're, there's a good chance we're going to be destroyed. And the only thing that he's been doing for the last couple of episodes is just trying Eating. to eat and sleep. Yeah, because he's like, I'm never going to get to do this again. Might as well just live it up. Fuck it, our universe is screwed. <laughs> That's kind of the what his mindset is on the entire thing. Um, as for like why they didn't notice like a being on the planet that was that powerful, yeah, I have to admit it is a little strange. I mean, they could, they tried to cover it up as much as they could with like Popo saying uh, to Goku, he's like, "Well, you've been gone for a long time and dealing with all these dudes in space. You haven't been paying attention to what's been going on here well, on Earth." Well, that's a convenient plot device, yeah. isn't but it? But what sort of training has Seventeen been doing? I don't know. You're telling me he's been punching the air by himself and got that powerful. <laughs> no one training with him. No one helping him. No mentor. How do you become that great? That we know of. That we know. The, the Earth is, just, is a big place. You, you think know? he's just been slamming his wife's pussy so hard he got that powerful? It's what possible. the fuck are you talking about, man? That's Shit's bull- a workout, man. Shit. Bullshit. <laughs> he's been making babies. <laughs> <laughs> it's bullshit, man. It's great. I'm glad we got a new great, powerful mm. character. I'm excited. Uh he, him not wanting to join at first is bullshit because we know he's going to join. Yeah, I mean, that that's my only issue, really, with the episode and the one that's going to be coming up this week. It's like they're trying to make it seem like Seventeen's not going to join. Bitch, we see him in the intro. We see him in the midway title screen. We know that Seventeen is going to be an important part of this arc, and then he's definitely going to be fighting. So it, it is a little weird that they're they're handling it that way. But I thought it was a solid reintroduction to the character again, considering we haven't seen him in a long time. And... Despite the fact that, yes, maybe it is a little bullshit that he is able to go, like, toe-to-toe with Goku, you gotta admit, that fight was pretty awesome. 
It was great. I yeah. had no problem with the fight. Let yeah. me be very clear about that. The actual episode was not bad. Mm-hmm. The fight between Goku was not bad. Yeah, and uh, I loved the, the the speed and the choreography of it. I thought that was really. There's cool. There's nothing wrong with a sunset battle over the ocean. You know, yeah. that's cool. It's manly. All that shit's good. Um, but him having that power is bullshit. <laughs> and that's all I got to say about that. Yeah, and there, there's definitely no question he's going to join the team. He's been in all the promotional material, and uh, I, I can't wait to see really more of what he's going to be capable of. You know, yes, it is bullshit that he is this strong again, but, man, I can't wait to see him fight against someone from another universe. I can't wait to see if we're going to have androids from another universe. Like, I think that's going to be cool. I would love to see, like, another alternate version of Cell for some reason and try to absorb 17 and 18 again. I don't know. There's just so many ridiculous possibilities for this arc, even with the introduction of characters like the Pride Troopers. It's just going to be a lot of fun. And we're definitely running on Dragon Ball time because they said they're like, oh, you got like 40 or so hours before this tournament. I think like five hours have passed in the last like four episodes. Whatever. (laughs) And Goku isn't even training. Like they're not even really concerned. It's just let's keep going to find fighters, guys. (laughs) Vegeta is all over the place. He's not even really his head's not in the game. No, I mean, he, you know. Again, just like 17, no question he's going to be a part of the tournament. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he's doing some secret training, but, you know, we don't really need to see that. Uh, really, though, I do like, though, that they're they're focusing more on some of these side characters right now. Uh, you know, they're the characters who are like the cornerstones of Dragon Ball, so to see them come back and in such an epic fashion, uh, I really do appreciate that as a fan of the, uh, the franchise. I really hope that all of the episodes are going to be as fun as the Android 17 one. Like, I really hope TN's reintroduction is going to be really good. I think it would be a mistake not to show anything from Piccolo, but he has had a presence at least in uh, the series since the beginning, and he even had a fight during the uh, the big tournament between Universes 7 and 6. Uh, so there is the possibility that we'll get to see something from him. And, man, I just, I'm just i just a Piccolo fanboy, though. Like, I, I just want more from that character. Yes, you are. Yeah. Yeah, you're a total yeah. Piccolo fanboy. Yeah. What, I, I mean, Piccolo, all he does to train is sit next to a waterfall with his fucking fingers. Yeah, his training say, is so different when compared to some of the other people. A lot of meditation, a lot of just floating around, and then just occasionally blowing up like a countryside. A lot of namaste, namaste. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to think maybe we'll get an episode with him and Gohan doing a little old school training. Maybe yeah. going back into the wilderness, and uh, maybe even him. I would love to see... Gohan actually don the Piccolo outfit again. That was one of my favorite things about the uh, the Cell arc when he actually like wore his uniform. Mm-hmm. You know, I, nothing against Goku or anything. It's just I just think he looks really cool in that, and it's a great way to honor Piccolo, who arguably taught him more than Goku ever did. I mean, yeah, you could say that all the whole Super Saiyan thing that was really important, but like before that, Gohan didn't know shit. Piccolo threw his ass right through the ringer, and he did it in such an old-school awesome way. Here's the wilderness, bitch. Fend for yourself. Hope you find some apples and don't get eaten by a goddamn Tyrannosaurus Rex. Figure it out. Mm Mm-hmm. Man up. Alright, so our final thoughts on the female Super Saiyan here. Uh, Do you think that there's a possibility she could be from Universe 7? Wouldn't that not be fair if she is, though? They can't steal Universe 7 people and put them in Universe 6 fights. Exactly, that's the thing, Um, and it's already been confirmed really what the teams are going to be, so I'm not sure why in this article they bring up the whole Universe 7 thing, so she's definitely going to be from Universe 6, which does make sense because we already know that there are Saiyans in that universe with Kabe. For all we know, this is Kabe's sister. And she's super skinny, it makes sense. she looks a lot like him. The other thing is, Shampa said, find me more Saiyans. Yeah. So, he wants more Saiyans. There we go. Um, there, you know, there, there's possibility she could be from another universe, but I'm leaning more towards Universe Six. She looks way too much like Cabby. Like you mentioned too, she's very thin, just like him too. Yeah, not very muscular, not too much toning going on until, of course, she fucking explodes and turns into fucking Brock Lesnar. So <laughs> there it is, Buffasaurus the, uh, Rex, the female Super Saiyan. But we're gonna we're getting kind of close to the end of today's episode, but. Before we do that, we're going to talk about uh, a couple of trailers which just came out. Uh, first, let's just get the big one out of the way. Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. We already did a reaction to the trailer. We've already talked about it a little bit. But now that the trailer's been out for about a week, we can uh, sort of give like our final thoughts on it. And I'm still loving it. I'm still loving all of the imagery from the trailer, the fact that they're not showing anything. I didn't realize until, like, watching it a couple of times and until you guys mentioned it, that it kind of, like, follows beat for beat 
the original trailer they had for The Force Awakens. It doesn't, kind of. It literally does. Yeah. Literally. Like, mm-hmm. there are videos of them playing next to each other, and they are the exact same trailer almost, just mm-hmm. with different characters and different ships. Mm-hmm. You know, like when the pods come down with all the red smoke, that's the exact same shot where the X-Wings come down on the lake. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's, and the 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 time where Finn, like, pops up, and he's like, <gasps> and then there's Ray. <gasps> And like putting your hand down on the island, like it's mm-hmm. the exact same trailer, mm-hmm. and they're probably uh, going to say more when all three of them are out, and you play them all on top of each other. Like maybe like sentences will appear with the voiceovers that weren't there, you mm-hmm. know, and like that'd things. be pretty cool. Like yeah, like you actually hear um, certain things the way they go together. It's almost like a fucking tool song or something. Like if you play them <laughs> over each other, you hear different things, you know. So kind of interesting. We'll see if that's actually going to be the thing. But if you actually want to ask me about the actual trailer, I was pretty impressed with it. It's much darker. um, And I don't know, man, I'm not a huge Star Wars fan. I can't nerd out about this trailer as much as you can. But here's Mm -hmm. the thing. I am glad they're going towards the gray side. Mm -hmm. Not so much the light and dark. The balance of the force is the middle. Not Mm -hmm. the not having. 10 Jedi and 10 Sith. The balance is just having 10 normal dudes that are just like, uh, we'll figure it out. And they both, and they all got lightsabers and they're not sure what to do with it. You know, so we'll see what happens with that. Um, but my favorite shot had to be, uh, I think it's uh, when Luke Skywalker says something about the Jedi have to end. Yeah, the, the final shot of the trailer. Yeah, that was my, the, my the favorite. The Chewie were home shot. Chewie! Basically, except much darker implication behind this one. The fact that Luke might be jaded about the concept of the Jedi, the fact that they exist anymore. Maybe there is no place for the Jedi anymore. And uh, with that said, why the hell is he even training Rey in the first place? Or, as you said, maybe he is training Rey to be something completely different. The brand new type of Jedi, the Grey Jedi, a very popular concept amongst the fans, which I honestly think makes sense. It's something that they've been building towards, towards a long time. And uh, we also have the show Star Wars Rebels, which started to introduce the concept of someone who is in the middle of the light and the dark. And why maybe that is the path that we need to be reaching for. You know, you can argue the whole balance between the Jedi and the Sith, but honestly it's brought nothing but destruction and constant war to this story because of it. I mean, look up the lore of the Star Wars universe. It's just a complete shitstorm as the Jedi and the Sith constantly massacre each other and drag everyone in the galaxy along with them. With the concept of a great Jedi, it might actually bring actual balance to this whole damn thing. Yeah, I think if the Jedi and the Sith both die off, mm-hmm. what's left is Force-sensitive users that are not tied down to an ideology mm-hmm. and that can make their own decisions. They can fuck up and they can come back. But when you make them all like stuck, like you make them like priests, you know, and shit, they get all fucked up and they can't have sex and they get all weird. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you just let the Jedi get off a little bit more. They'd be fine. Yeah, seriously. I mean, they're all sexually oppressed, uh, abusing younglings. It's fucked up. (laughs) (sighs) The point is. Abusing younglings. (laughs) Uh, Yoda makes me touch his lightsaber. Um, um, I don't know where I'm going with that. It was a good joke, and now I'm done. The point is, Grayside, awesome. I've always wanted them to go about that, go about it that way. Mm -hmm. Um, You've been resistant to that in the past, but now you're sort of coming around. I'm I'm kind of embracing it a little bit more. Um, You know, I just, I've always been very set in my ways when it comes to Star Wars. No, you've been very set in your ways about everything. Yeah, but. (laughs) But no, I I do like the concept. I've warmed up to it a lot because, like I said, they started getting to that more in the most recent season of Star Wars Rebels. Mm -hmm. Um, So to see that, like, actually come to fruition in the movies, I think is really cool. And I'd love to see a connection between those two universes, even if it's something really small. And uh, I I just think that would be really cool. Um, Because, yeah, I agree. Like, the the fucking Jedi, like, they're they're a bunch of fucking Boy Scouts and the, the Sith are basically just a bunch of fucking Goths. So I'd like to see something kind of in the middle there and, you know, not so preachy about, you know, the ways of the Force and everything. Um, I'm interested to see how the other older Jedi are actually going to be reacting to this concept because that's something that we haven't seen in any of the new Star Wars movies yet. And that's something that we saw a lot of at the end of Return of the Jedi with Luke talking to, like, the ghosts of Obi-Wan and Yoda and even seeing his dead father at the very end of Return of the Jedi. I'm really hoping that we're going to have a And being totally cool with all that. Yeah. No big deal. Yeah. Just dead ghosts. 
Yeah, I mean, it's a thing. <laughs> no, it, it is a fucking thing. Had he ever series. seen Ghosts, Force Ghosts before that point? Mm, he didn't start seeing Force Ghosts until Empire Strikes Back. So he had seen Force Ghosts at that point? Uh, yeah, by the time of the new movie, he, he'd been communicating with him. Okay. We can sounds, assume at least. Sounds like a crazy person. Yeah, it does. I mean, <laughs> it's, it, there's a mystical thing going on in Star Wars. It's not just all sci-fi. Um, but I'd like to see like the reactions of like, say, you know, they can bring Yoda back as a force ghost. That would be really easy to do because one, his voice actor, Frank Oz is still around and two, just turn him into a CGI ghost. I don't think they'd be able to pull off, say, Obi-Wan Kenobi, but only because, of course, you know, Alec Guinness, the original actor, is dead. They could do something stupid like they did at the end of the remaster of Return of the Jedi and be like, let's bring Ewan McGregor back and let's turn him into a Force ghost. We won't explain why he's young. We'll give a bullshit explanation for it and boom. Midichlorians. Yeah, and they can... No, no midichlorians. (laughs) And uh, they can find a way... To actually do a great job of like connecting the prequels to uh, the newer films, which is something that I think is really awesome. Something that I think they did a great job of in Rogue One, even with just the smallest of elements, like including uh, Leia's father, who was in the uh, the other movies, like Episode Two and Episode Three, and anything you know. Because a lot of people just want to write off the prequels, but I do like when there are connections between them, which is also why I'm so excited for Star Wars Battlefront 2, because unlike the first game, it's going to encompass all eras of Star Wars and maybe even allow you to sort of, like, cross-play them. So, like, you would see, like, let's say battle droids fighting against uh, the Clown Rebels troopers. on Tauntauns. Yeah, that would I think be cool. would be really cool. That would be cool. Mm-hmm. So, uh, do you want to talk about that trailer? About the new battle? whatever trailer the battlefront trailer yeah. uh it looks fucking awesome i was excited about it i've been more excited about it since the last time i talked to you at first i was like eh, it doesn't seem that cool yeah just some bitch with a blaster walking <laughs> around i wasn't that interested <laughs> you could say that about anything <laughs> star wars related <laughs> just some bitch with a blaster yeah but it actually does look fun the, the reason i'm not into those games is again because i'm not into the story you mm-hmm. know like Ooh, I'm gonna go relive that battle from the the snow planet versus mm-hmm. the walkers. You know that doesn't interest me. So that's why those games don't. It's, it's Hoth and AT-ATs. I know. Or ADATs. Or ADATs. Or yeah. or whatever sect. That, of... that debate is still going on, by the way. Is Falcon. it ADATs? Is it AT-ATs? We've heard them say it two different ways. It's Falcon like it's like Falcon. Falcon and Falcon. Yeah, they say it both ways. Yeah, we, we just we don't. And we, and Han has said it two different ways, so it's even more confusing. Well, you know, maybe it's based upon his stress level. You know, and if he's really stressed out, he says Falcon. But if he's just chit-chatting, he's saying Falcon. Falcon sounds more pretentious. It does. Whenever I hear it. It, it, sounds sounds like, it sounds like an American person trying to do a British accent. Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like a British person, which there are lots of them in, in the space for some reason. Yeah. Dominant British. Yeah. Or it's like a, like a douchebag at a restaurant. It's like, yes, I would like some Parmigiano-Reggiano cheese on my salad. So there's white shit, and then the dude just throws it on his <laughs> fucking noodles. <laughs> We got, or some cheese whiz. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> oh, that'd be nasty. Um, but for the, battle, for the Battlefront trailer, like, they didn't really show any, like, gameplay. It was pretty much all CG cutscenes. They were like, this is actual gameplay footage. Yeah, right, bitch. Bullshit. <laughs> now, that being said, the first Battlefront game looked pretty damn sexy. Yeah, it did. That is something that I will have to give it credit for. I didn't have a PlayStation 4 at the time, and that's probably why I'm even more excited for Battlefront 2 now. It makes me glad that I waited a little bit. It's something that I think is going to pay off. And, of course, it's the marketing you know, sells itself. It's going to be coming out around the same time as The Last Jedi. There's going to be tons of freaking season passes that they're going to sell so that you can get all of the exclusive material that's going to be related to it. But I'd love that they're finally encompassing all of the films. That's what I'm most excited about. And the fact that the single player is actually going to add to the lore of the series. We're actually going to see like maybe the early days and formation of the first resistance, how they went from the empire to becoming this brand new empire 2.0. I just think that's going to be a really interesting concept. I and do playing th- as the bad guys is always fun. I, I, I do understand the evolution of the, uh, you know, them coming into their own, the bad guys after the fall of the, uh, to be honest, I'm surprised there were even bad guys left after they blew up the Death Star. I thought mm-hmm. that would, like, destroy their morale, mm-hmm. you know? But, but that's reason, not how things work. Yeah, that's the know? thing, man. When you have, look, even if you, like, let's just, I hate making the, uh, you know, association with Hitler or whatever, you know, because they're space Hitlers, space Nazis. But if you killed Hitler, it wouldn't get rid of the millions of people army. Mm-hmm. You know, and there are millions of people left in that army, even if you killed the uh, the emperor, you mm-hmm. know, so that that's sort of interesting. And they're actually going to they're actually going to, you know, show that. So that's interesting. But at the same time, 
I care less about that game. Yeah. Sorry. So I'm, I'm pumped, man. I can't wait to play it. it it's also going to force me to sign up for a PlayStation Network so that I can play the online games and everything. Um, but I'm very much looking forward to that. The single player looks like it's going to be an absolute blast. And if it looks even half as good as the last game, I think it's going to be great. And the fact that they're expanding on it, they're listening to the fans, I'm pumped up. It has the potential to be the greatest Star Wars game ever made. Wow. So there's nothing wrong with that one. I mean, I don't think that's true but we'll see all right we'll see we'll see that game it's gonna oh i want to play as the bitch with the blaster (laughs) anywho we're gonna end on uh one last thing today and that's another big trailer one that actually surprised me the most and i hate to say this because i'm such a huge star wars fan i liked this trailer more than the star wars one and that's thor ragnarok okay i thought that that trailer looked awesome yeah that trailer almost got me more excited than the Guardians of the Galaxy trailer. I'm more excited for Thor Ragnarok than Guardians 2. You know why? Because Thor Ragnarok looks original, and you don't know quite what you're going to get with that. And not that you don't want to get what you're going to get with Guardians, but Guardians is, you know, everyone going on an adventure, all the characters you already know. It looks like the first Guardians. Yeah. Just more of it. Yeah, so there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. I just think that um, uh, Thor Ragnarok is actually cool, and it's also mixing... All the, uh, all the, it's mixing, what is it? It's mixing, uh, World War Hulk and Thor Ragnarok together. Is it, is it Planet Hulk? Or Planet Hulk. Planet Hulk, yeah. Whatever. They make them all fight in a gladiatorial thing. Yeah. Which is, you know, cool. But what are the chances that space people do exactly what they do in Rome? I don't know if there's actually... See, this is what you don't question. You shouldn't do that? Okay. This is what starts ruining movies when you try to bring logic into this shit. You're like, what's the chances of space people independently coming up with a Roman-style gladiatory arena? Exactly. Never mind. I mean, then you gotta be like, why are they all speaking English? It's the universal language. (laughs) What is this shit? (laughs) Jeff Goldblum in space. It actually wouldn't be the first time. Um, What else was he in in space? uh, Independence Day. Oh, yeah, but he was just visiting. He wasn't, like, in space. (laughs) He was just on fucking vacation. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, Jeff Goldblum's going to be in the movie as one of the main villains. Um, What I love most about it, and at first I was a little annoyed by it, because I'm like, maybe they're just trying to be a little too much like the Guardians. The trailer itself definitely has kind of, like, the feel of the Guardians of the Galaxy. They use a classic song. Uh, I think, what was it, Led Zeppelin, I think? I think it's a Led Zeppelin song, yeah. Yeah, and uh, which is perfect. Some classic rock song, whatever it was. Yeah, it's perfect for it. Um, given the, the subject matter of Thor and everything and the subject matter of that song. Um, but, like, there's, like, this retro feel to it in terms of, like, the text that they use and some of the delivery, the lines, just the look of some of the characters and the fact that it has a Guardians vibe because it's going to be taking place on an alien planet. And you're, you already see in the trailer there's tons of weird-looking aliens. You even get to see some great shots of Asgard as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, it makes sense because Asgard itself is kind of falls like into that category. Like, it's like one of those, like, I guess it's you could call it a realm, but it's also kind of like it's like very own planet as well. Well, what it is is there's different universes. This is the wrong way to put it, but there's different places in the Marvel universe. So you have to use the word universe in too mm-hmm. many ways. But there's, like... The place where Iron Fist comes from, mm. that Chinatown where he learned Kung Fu. Yeah. There's Asgard. There's all these different sub-universes that you have to go through, like, portals or doorways to get to, you know? So they're not like – how do I describe this, Corey? I don't know what I'm trying to say. But the I, point <laughs> is there's there's Earth Realm, you know, and we have all our planets and galaxies. But then there's – sub like areas mm-hmm. out there you know mm-hmm. that you can't just like drive to or fly mm-hmm. a spaceship to you have to like get transported to mm-hmm. asgard is one of those yeah and uh and out there is also the space place that uh you see the guardians mm-hmm. you know that space universe is out there at the same mm-hmm. time so they're probably crossing over all those places how you get to those places i don't know mm-hmm. but uh i'm not an expert or a a scholar, if you will, in the Marvel universe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not either. You know, a lot of these characters I am being introduced to for the first time. Like, I didn't know who the fuck the Guardians of the Galaxy were before the movie came out. And also, I'll be honest, half of it is just them making it up as they go. Of course. I mean, this stuff is based on comic books, but they're also sort of doing their very own thing with these films, which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing. And that's because, you know, in the Marvel comics, there are so many different continuities and things that they change all the time. So this is essentially just another version of your favorite characters. And uh, the trailer itself was just so much fun. There was a chick who fucking destroyed mail near the hammer, which is kind of insane. We've never seen anybody capable of that. I'm curious as to why she even was able to pull that off. You know what that is. 
it's just a plot device to oh, show. Of course, it's a. Pl- it's a. It's to show Thor is Lois. Yeah, we have to weaken him a little bit. Yeah, you know, we have to. If he had Mjolnir when he was in the uh, the arena fighting everybody and even going up against the Hulk, no question he'd probably win. So not so win, we, but at least he'd be able to escape. Yeah, he'd yeah. fly away. Yeah, you if know, it wasn't no going issue. well. Yeah. So him not having that is sort of like, oh, he's just a giant superhuman dude that can crush things with his hands. You know, like he's not really weak, but <laughs> yeah. he just doesn't have his full powers. Mm-hmm. And he probably at the end will hold his hand up and all little pieces will come back together. Oh yeah. And then he'll get his hand. Oh, there, there will be a grand moment where the hammer comes back together. And, oh, of course. You know, it'll be super triumphant. The awesome. only thing I have no idea that's going to happen is how will that movie end? And how will they set up the guardians movies? Mm-hmm. How will they set up um, the final? Is it two part saga? of infinity wars yeah yeah so, not to mention apparently like i forgot about this um Guardians doctor 3. strange is supposed to be in thor ragnarok like yeah. he's supposed to play some sort of role yeah no he's in that movie it's yeah. loki him and thor yeah and, and the they Hulk. didn't show anything doctor strange related nope none yeah. of it so I'm oh really... there's also the doctor strange universes yeah how do you get into the those? astral planes and all that other crazy shit there are so many sub uh, areas astro astral planes within the marvel universe that it makes no sense mm-hmm. i wish i gotta look up the name of the the one punch man area that he trained in <laughs> the one punch man not one punch man uh iron fist man sorry I, there's okay. so much shit out there Corey. i can't remember i know it all. i will say they're doing a really great job of making the marvel cinematic universe seem grand and large and ever expanding like there really is no end to it DC, you still got catching up to do. I thought they were going to catch up with the whole Batman vs. Soups thing. Um, but, they're you know, they're getting there. We didn't even really talk about the, the Justice League trailer that came out a couple weeks ago, but I don't really have much to say about that one. Just more teasing of the, the cool characters and everything. I'm still more interested to see what Marvel's going to be doing. Um, but another thing that I really loved about the Thor Ragnarok trailer is, again... I love Marvel's ability to juggle the action with the humor. That final shot at the end with the Hulk coming out and Thor getting so excited over the prospect of seeing his friend that the entire audience just like stops in shock and awe when they see this. And then you get the great shot of them running at each other, about to punch each other, fade to black Thor Ragnarok with 80s style colors. It was great. And I love that Thor is wearing a helmet. It's not his helmet, but it's reminiscent of it enough to where it actually feels and looks like classic Thor, which you know me, I'm like a stickler when it comes to superheroes not wearing their actual outfit in a movie. Like, I'm I'm livid that Hugh Jackman never once wore the traditional Wolverine costume, and he played that character so many times. That, to me, is the greatest disappointment about that character. I mean, it's true. I mean, He never did. He ever, never, ever did. That is fucked up to me. Like that, that is like Batman not wearing his cowl. Like, it just bothers me. And I know that in the comics he doesn't wear it all the time, but like it's such a traditional part of the character that I would have at least liked to see it once. And they even teased us, like, with that one Wolverine movie, I think it was just called The Wolverine, where he goes to Japan. Uh, there was, like, a uh, cut scene that they got rid of that was supposed to be, like, an after-credits scene for the movie, where he gets, like, this metal briefcase, and he opens it up, and there in the case is the Wolverine mask. It's like, like oh, he's gonna do it's it. It's like, oh, shit, next movie, he's gonna be donning that shit, finally, and it never happened. There have been so many good trailers this year. Even the Deadpool like teaser, whatever that was. <sighs> the Deadpool teaser. That was great. My God, that was such a great teaser. And so funny and so perfect for the, the nature of that film. Zip it, Stan Lee! <laughs> he just knows who it is and doesn't care. <laughs> great that. costume. Zip it, Stan Lee! <laughs> it's great. <laughs> I, mean, so, I cannot wait for that one. With Josh Brolin, who's going to be playing... Uh, fucking cable which i think is going to be really cool i gotta look who that up is yeah josh brolin the only thing i ever remember him i know he's been in a ton of things but like i always remember him as the oh, older brother thor. from the goonies is it didn't he play he played thor in one of the movies not thor he played thanos yeah he's the voice of thanos oh okay no he's also the motion capture is he doing the mocap for him I, too? i'm almost sure okay that's pretty cool so, so he's playing two classic Marvel characters that are owned by two different studios. Why did every, everyone wanted the Marine guy from Pandora to be Cable? I can see that. I thought he looked just like him. I, yeah, I mean, that would look pretty cool. I don't know if that actor has the range to do comedy, though. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest. Well, I mean, Cable's not a very funny guy, but the fact that he's going to be in a Deadpool movie means there's going to be some humor based around the character. And 
I've only read so many of the comics with Deadpool and Cable in them, and there's definitely going to be some some raunchy ass humor. But the way those two characters play off each other, I think, is going to be really important. And I, I can see Josh Brolin playing off of Ryan Reynolds in a lot of funny ways. I'm interested to see how they'll make the character look too. He does have a very distinct look to him, but considering how good they actually made Deadpool look, they'll probably go all out. For they can Cable give Josh Brolin well. some white hair and a, and a fake eye or whatever it is. Oh yeah, or the, whatever the, the he weird has. like markings on his face. Yeah, they can do all like, that. It's got to look cool. The, maybe a metallic arm of some sort. No problem. You know, they can do all. No that. issue. A big ass fucking gun. Like it's gonna be great. And uh, you know, I can't wait to see how they're gonna to make this next movie work too. And hopefully, it'll evolve into something even grander. Um, you know, pipe dreams, still love to see Deadpool appear in the MCU, but it's probably not going to happen. Dream on. Dream on. Yeah. There'd just be way too much. You know, I, I still, my mind would melt if there was like a scene with like Iron Man, Star-Lord, and Deadpool on screen together all at once. Like that's just way too much going on. Throw Ant-Man in there too, and it's just, who? Who, who wins the comedy battle? The, exactly. the comedy death battle of uh, humor going on there, you know? It'd be ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It literally would be. I have no idea how that yeah. would even work, but interesting. That would be cool. Mm. Yeah, dude. I just think that there's just it's a good time to be a nerd. It's all. It, it keeps getting better. It seems every single year. Yeah. And all these movies, they just they just keep on coming, man. It seems like every week we're getting some sort of brand new trailer for something. Dude, I just uh, I, I get overwhelmed. We have been working so much that it's like we have to like while getting on planes talk about the cool shit, you know, because we're constantly like doing mm-hmm. things. So. It's good to actually sit down and do this podcast now because we just don't get the time to geek out like we used to. Mm-hmm. Not anymore. We had to like carve out some time just for this one today. We, we, we put on our calendar like in big, bold letters, all capitalized. Podcast. No excuses. <laughs> yeah. Like this is happening. <laughs> like we're sacrificing our evenings right now to make this a possibility. But honestly, I'm glad we could do this. I love talking. About it's hardly shit. a sacrifice, though, guys. I'm just saying like in adult life, you have to make choices to do things because there isn't enough time to mm-hmm. just do everything you want yeah. you know so it's no big deal though i don't mm-hmm. mean to complain we are far from complaining you guys are awesome yeah. thank you for all the help you give us by listening uh what was that creepy video we were watching earlier thanks hey guys youtube or uh <sighs> the, the, the blonde chick yeah the creepy like thanks for watching my fans i don't know dude no one knows what the fuck i'm talking about i need to drop this (laughs) that video is probably gonna blow up pretty soon i know oh man it was creepy it probably already has blown up but you know what that's a discussion for another day guys we're gonna go ahead and wrap up the show today um thank you for tuning in uh again if you guys have any uh, topic ideas please make sure to let us know and we would also love to answer some of your questions um also i want to just thank rogue intel this amazing network that helps put this show together. They're great. They have some amazing programming that you guys definitely need to check out. Remember, you can check them out not only at their website, Rogue Intel, but also at Blog Talk Radio, which is also why I recommend checking out all of these shows. You can listen to it. You can download the show. You can take us with you wherever you go. It's pretty damn awesome. And of course, if you want to support Rogue Intel, make sure to use their Amazon link for all of your shopping needs. Remember, that's RogueIntel.com slash Amazon. If you want to buy some brand new cool Marvel comic books or DVDs, butt maybe, plug. Some, uh, maybe a butt plug or two. You never know. But Just, remember that whatever you purchase, <laughs> it's going to help out the network and it's going to keep these shows going, son. So make sure to check those out. Christian, you got anything else for us? I was us? also going to warn you, if you do buy a butt plug off Amazon, watch out because that Amazon will start advertising things to you, you know, and then your mom gets on your computer and or your girlfriend's going to end up looking at your yeah. email chain. She'll be like, what's this butt plug? <laughs> this ain't for me, is it? I know it ain't for you. Um, uh, Is that why you've been walking like a cowboy? Uh, no, the new season of Westworld's coming. Uh, anyway. <laughs> what? Anyway, um, I don't know where to go from here, but thank you guys for listening. <laughs> it's been a fun podcast, as always, and uh, please leave your comments below on our YouTube channel. Uh, we really enjoy reading them. And to be honest, even if it's just a comment that said, Awesome, powerful nerdcast. Listen to this on my way to work. We like those. That that just makes it worth it for us. So until next time, the powerful nerdcast is out.